0: Welcome to Right Now Workshop Podcast, where you can write a book and change the world. I'm your host, Kitty Buchholz, and this is episode 58, New Goal, Write Better, (laughs) coming to you on Tuesday, May 1st, 2018. Now, of course, a goal to write better is always a good goal. I always want to write better than the last book. And last August, I put out a book that I really, truly thought was above and beyond my other books. When I published Love at the Fluff and Fold, I genuinely felt excited about, wow, this is a really good book. I thought my other books were good books, but I thought this one was a really good book. And so for the first time ever, I entered it in the Romance Writers of America Rita Awards, which is sort of the Oscars of romance books. And I thought, you know what? I have got a good shot at this. Now, um, part of what you need to do when you are entering your book in the read is, is it means that you have to be a judge at the initial stage. And so I read, oh, seven books, I think. I told you about it in one of the uh, prior episodes, I think. And um, I was pleasantly surprised at how much I genuinely enjoyed most of the books. Some of them, not so much, but that's fine. Um, And there was a little bit, now, of course, you don't read books in your own category. So I submitted under, I think, short contemporary romance. Uh, So I didn't read any short contemporary romance. I wrote, I read um, Long Contemporary Romance, Inspirational, Romantic Suspense. I I know I read in those three categories. I might have read in a fourth one. Um, And I really enjoyed a lot of what I read and I gave some books some really high marks and I hope they win it will be exciting to think, oh, I remember I voted for that one. It was really good. but when the, uh, the finalist list came out, so the people who are actually going to be voted on to win in each of these categories, I was not one of the nominations. So even though it's an honor to be nominated, I did not get that honor. <laughs> and I was disappointed, not horrendously disappointed, but I remember thinking, wow, I was sure that book was Rita-worthy. And then I started thinking about it. You know, it doesn't necessarily mean that that book wasn't a Worthy. It doesn't mean that it was. Because <laughs> um, there would be some ego there just assuming that your book is worthy of winning, a, you know, a nice prize, um, an award that uh, is is nominated and that sort of thing. But... I was thinking it isn't necessarily that it wasn't read-a-worthy. Um, the people who read it didn't like it as much as other books they read. And like I just said, I gave some of the books that I read really high marks. And. Um, the whole point of the judging it says right in the rules don't compare books to each other like judge each one of them on its own, but it still means that one way or the other whether my book was just barely missing the cutoff to be nominated or if it wasn't even close, which of course I will never know, which is probably a good thing. Um, good good for the ego at least. <laughs> um, it still means one way or the other that you know if you're not nominated then, Of course, you have no chance of winning, but it may be that there were just enough books in my category that were just that much better than mine. Um, I don't really know what the rules are as far as how many books can end up being finalists, but however it worked out, mine wasn't one of them, and I had to figure out, okay, how do I feel about this, and how am I gonna deal with it? Um, I could get really upset, uh, but I figured that would be more having to do with my ego than anything else. I still think it's a really good book. People who have read it really like it. Um, My editor agrees that it's definitely the best book I've written so far, but I had to figure out what to do next. And particularly because um, there's a prequel short story in the series, the series is The Strays of Loon Lake. And so there's a prequel short story called Welcome to Loon Lake. And then this book, Love at the Fluff and Fold is kind of the official book one. And um, there's more books coming. (laughs) And I had to make sure that I was in a good, happy, cheerful, healthy place uh, to write the rest of the books and that I didn't let this um, cause any kind of mm, undue negative influence on my writing. Now, there's lots of things that are different about this particular series in as much as um, for me compared to the rest of my books. These are much cleaner and sweeter. So there is no sex and no talk of sex in the first two books. Um, I haven't figured out exactly what I'm going to do with this third story, which is, you know, technically book two, because, um, oh, no, I did figure out a problem because I was like, no, these two people would be having sex. But in a sweet romance, you know, you can't. You can't show them having sex. So I was like, well, I would just have to mention the small little things about that. Well, they obviously did have sex. The reader would realize that they did. But I remembered that I figured out a way to fix that so that they still didn't have sex. Because the point is, is that I was trying to make a sweet, clean series for people who don't like any swear words and don't want to read any sex. So, again, with all these things in mind, you know, was it because it didn't have sex scenes, you know, that it didn't get nominated? Was it because it was too sweet that it didn't get nominated? Was it because that it had some faith elements, even though I definitely did not think that it had enough in it to be in the inspirational category, even though I've read inspirational books and uh, books that are in the inspirational romance category that have about the same amount of faith elements as my books. So there you go. I could have put it in the wrong category, all these things that were going through my head. But what it came down to was I just need to write a better book. If I want to get an award for my writing, then I obviously need to step up my game because there are people out there who are writing at least a little bit better than I am. And I thought, you know what? That is the healthy response that I was trying to work through to get to. And I think it's a good response for all of us. So new goal, Write better. Okay, how are we going to accomplish that? Well, for me, I currently have a three-point plan to make that happen. Now, as you know, been doing a lot of moving, haven't been doing a lot of writing, which is, you know, frustrating. And there's a point at which I sometimes ask myself, you know, if you've gone this long without writing, maybe, Maybe you're not really, you know, you hear those voices. Maybe you're not really a writer. Maybe if you don't just have to write a burning desire every day, maybe that means that this isn't even the career for you anyway. Um, yeah, that doesn't really work for me. (laughs) I don't think that argument holds water in relation to like all the other things going on in life. So I still do consider myself a writer, despite the fact that my last book came out in August of 2017. And I have written very little since then. Um, moving takes an awful lot of time and energy. And, uh, For me, that's excuse enough. (laughs) But I still have this goal, new goal, right better. What am I gonna do? Especially I'm in the middle of moving. I've got two suitcases of stuff here, which is literally clothes, Uh, It was snowing at the time that I packed my suitcase and then it stopped snowing by the time we got here. So I have a pair of boots that I haven't even worn yet and now probably won't wear for another five months. Um, And I'm thinking, oh, I could have put like two more books in my suitcase if I hadn't put those boots in my suitcase. But this is what I brought with me. Right this second in my hand from my two suitcases, I have uh, Lisa Krohn's Wired for Story which remember she was uh, one of our guests a couple of weeks ago. Fabulous, fabulous interview. I love that, love that interview. Um, And I have (laughs) Strunk and White's The Elements of Style, and I'm thinking, okay, one of the things that I need to do is make sure that every single part of my writing life, um, whether it is um, the emotional side, the brain side, you know, the way I think about story, the... um, the way I I write stories, you know, so from the elements of style side, I want to make sure that everything that I'm doing, I'm doing to the best possible level. You know, should I should I think about my sentences a little differently? Should I think about structuring them any differently to really pull readers into the story more? Should I think about um, the length of my paragraphs and depending on whether or not there's a real action s- scene going on or something that's um, you know slow and and thoughtful and you know characters thinking about things and so you can have longer, more thoughtful paragraphs. You know, have I really used all of the elements of writing in the best possible way that I could? I'm sure the answer to all of those questions is no. <laughs> Otherwise, if the answer wasn't no, it would mean that I can't get any better and that would really stink. Um, I'm trying to keep the show like kind of G, so, Um, so I'm trying not to use any swear words. Uh- <laughs> yeah, because it would really be horrible if I thought that I couldn't get any better, then I definitely should get a different job. But so one of the things that I'm going to do is I'm going to read those two books back to back and then by the time I do uh, a bunch of my other stuff will have been shipped over a, a bunch in comparison but um, you know probably 10 boxes of books are still in storage and I won't see that for quite a long time so again you know what can I do with the resources that I have right now now maybe your limited resources have to do with time maybe your limited resources have to do with how much money you can spend on buying books um, maybe like me it's how much room you actually physically have to have books nearby that you are reading referring to or whatever um one of the other things of course that most of us can do is go to the library and look for books there i have sadly been to libraries that have shockingly terrible uh sections that have to do with the writing books um but i've been to ones that just make me want to you know curl up in a little happy ball amongst all the books and try to read all of them. <laughs> um, so uh, I'm gonna go to the library when I'm done with these two and see what else might be there that is a good um, how-to. Um, I have I've got several books on my Kindle that I can be reading, so that's very helpful. So all of this, how can I literally become a better writer? That's point one. So books on craft, books on style. Um, anything else that I can read that has to do with the, um, the, the kind of genre that I'm writing in. So for instance, um, like (laughs) there are things that I just have forgotten about living in a small town in Northern Michigan, which is where these books are set. And so, um, I have to look up like what kinds of birds and what kinds of trees and that sort of thing are there. So I can remember how to just, um, say it so smoothly and easily that it isn't like I looked it up and, and did research on it, you know, that sort of thing. So, uh, I think it will probably be f- hard to find in Melmo, Sweden books on nor- Northern Michigan, but who knows it could happen <laughs> websites. There you go. See, that's another thing that we can do that costs us nothing. Okay. So point one, nonfiction learning more. Point two, reading more fiction and across multiple genres. That's what I'm going to do. It was my birthday last month and everyone who loves me gave me birthday money for books or bought me books or bought me Amazon gift cards for books and of course everybody knew if they got me an Amazon book card it would pretty much 100% go for books. Um, one friend gave me a particularly generous gift uh, that that uh, was a cool um, ode to my age so <laughs> I just love her so much because now I'm buying books and I might not have bought before because I'm like, oh, but I have extra money. So I want to read this book. I would normally not pay that much for an ebook, but I'm totally going to now because it looks super duper good and I have money for it. So um, I am going to be reading uh, in romance, in um, fantasy, in what else do I have that I got? Um, science fiction. Oh, I got two great science fiction books. Um, I got Nora Roberts' new book, Year One. That is that is a very weird opening that I read as the Kindle sample. And I was like, oh yeah, I got to read this book. This is just, it looks too good. Um, yeah. So I've got a little bit of everything, got a little bit of a whole bunch of different kinds of things. And they're books that I really have been wanting to read. Like I've either read the first chapter already um, or, you know, whatever. Somehow I I knew for sure that I wanted this book and so people gave me books. So I am going to be doing a ton of reading and I'm going to be thinking about it in the way that's like pure enjoyment because just reading fiction to study it is one thing but reading it um, to really enjoy it I think also does bring in that element of how are readers you know, picking up on it. So I will be thinking about it to some degree, you know, how did they do this to make me feel this way or to make me feel like, um, maybe just a little bit less sleep won't hurt me. And I'll read one more chapter, you know, I'll think about that a little bit, but I really want to focus on pure enjoyment because I did notice that when I was in screenwriting, um, the more that we focused on uh, taking apart movies and screenplays to try to figure out, you know, what worked, what didn't, how to make them better and stuff, there was a few years then after that where it was so like almost impossible to truly enjoy a movie all the way through. And I want to I want to not get that far uh, into analysis that I uh, lose my joy for reading because that would also just stink terribly. Um, So number two, I'm going to read across genres and I'm going to read for enjoyment and I'm going to read books that I've read the first chapter in and really feel confident that I'm going to love this book. And um, and I'm just going to really let myself um, fall into all these stories and hopefully get totally taken away into new magical, crazy, scary, fabulous places. And I think that that is going to help me a lot to figure out how to uh, push my own boundaries when it comes to the stories that are currently brewing in my mind that I am going to write. But like, what can I do to make it better and what does better mean well in the case of the strays of loon lakes books the strays of loon lake books um i want them to be funny i want them to be um sweet in that kind of oh that's that's just nice that's just nice the way that those people uh, are treating each other or even though um that guy like is definitely not someone you know as a, as a side character i'm thinking about one guy in particular, Petey. Um, It's hard for me to imagine writing Petey's Petey's story where he's the hero of a romance novel because in a million years, it would be impossible for me to imagine falling in love with and marrying a guy like Petey. Do I think Petey is incapable of falling in love and getting married and having someone else fall in love with him? Not at all. And I'm sure he will, but it will probably happen like in the context of some other book with a hero who is a little bit more the kind of man that I would think that I would fall in love with, you know what I mean? Uh, So, but there's lots of things that I could do to make those characters um, quirkier, funnier, just more fun in general. I can do different things um, with the wording that I'm using and the pacing that I'm using. So there's a lot of things that you can be learning um, almost without trying by doing lots of reading and reading books that you genuinely enjoy. Okay. That's my number two point. And then my number three point is a third thing that all three of these things, I have not had enough time to do nearly as much as what I want to do and really haven't had that much time to do them period at all for the last few years doing all this moving. So point three is more daydreaming, more sitting or laying and staring at the ceiling, staring outside, looking at the clouds go by. And I actually was looking at clouds go by the other day and thinking, oh, that one looks like a dragon with like a kid riding its back. And I thought, oh my gosh, when was the last time that I had time and took time to look at clouds and imagine what they looked like? So I was like, oh, wow. Okay. That's, I was thinking to myself, that's bad. You need to do this more. (laughs) I need to just get my creativity going again. I need to um, I need to have more fun so that I'm thinking about more fun ways to tell stories because so many of my stories do have an element of it being a fun story to read. So I definitely need to do way more daydreaming. I need to do way more note making. So whether it is uh, writing down on pieces of paper or typing things into the notes area of Scrivener for this story or that story or doing both voice memos, Um, that's something that I've been trying to do more of from the perspective of getting used to um, telling a story verbally so that I can do more dictation. So I want to just, um, you know, and there's some of it that I've been thinking that if I do some voice memos... um, I don't ever have to delete them. They'll always be there if I'm like, oh, I know, I need to go and find this this thought that I had, this idea that I had. But there's really no reason that I have to make sure that um, that I download and and put into the dictation software all the notes that I make in these voice memos. If the point is just to keep, um, like to, to first begin to re-jumpstart creativity, but then to, to just up my game creatively more. Um, yeah, now I'm sort of losing my words for it because it's kind of like a concept in my head and I'm trying to explain it, but I'm sure that you understand what I mean. You know, the whole daydreaming thing and, and then writing down some of your thoughts or recording some of your thoughts, and then that leads to more thoughts and more thoughts. I, I remember the last time that I specifically remember doing this a lot was in 2001. Um, I was at Sundance in Utah in January. And just being around all those movies and all those creative people. And I was volunteering as a, a ticket salesperson. And I was going to so many movies. And some of them I hated. And some of them I loved. And some of them I was like, well, that's interesting. <laughs> um, and, you know, I was just spending all this time with all these creative people 24 hours a day for a week or whatever it was. And um, I would be driving home, uh, driving back to where I was staying. And I would. Would just be making all these voice memos about this and this and this and then you know two minutes later i'd be making another voice memo and then five minutes later i was like oh that reminded me of a new thought and those are the things that i have not done enough of and i really really do believe that if i work on this three-point plan my next book just might i think it has a really good chance of being even better than love at the fluff and fold which i seriously think is my best book so far so Life is short. It takes a little while to write a book. So I got a lot of books left in my head that I want to write, but I want each one to get better. So this is what I'm going to do. I hope that you have a plan or that you like my plan for how you're going to make your next book better. Or if you're working on book one, how you can make the next part of of it better, or when you go back to re-edit it or whatever. If you're in the middle of book one, don't stop keep going. If you've been working on book one for a year or two or three, consider maybe starting a new story from the beginning and not worrying. Sometimes you need to be in a place where you are not thinking about everything that's come before, where it's all just fresh. So just putting that out there as a little aside. But um, all of these things can help us to write better. And there's a hundred other things that we can do to write better. But that's my immediate three-point plan. Sometimes I just need, you know, things done in threes because it makes me feel like um, that is a goal I can accomplish. So I hope it helps you. Um, Let me know. Tell me what what books you're going to be reading, whether, you know, fiction and nonfiction and how you're going to use that to make your new books better. And again, whether they're fiction or nonfiction, maybe you're like, you know what? I love the way that, you know, this particular, who is I just talking to? about nonfiction. And it was an author that, oh, I can't think of who it was, but we were saying the thing about that author is, is that they write nonfiction in a way that's like telling a story and you just have to keep reading. And it's just it's just so interesting. So again, you know, whatever you're writing, there are ways to make it better. What are you going to do? All right. I hope you join me with some of it and we will talk more later. Have an awesome week.